Get ready to be inspired by real stories, real people, and real tools that will upgrade your life. It's time to get your shine on. Explore the five areas of health and wellness, your relationship with yourself, others, food, money, and your environment. Welcome to Shaping Lives. Here's your host, Julie Hatch. Welcome. It's great to be here with you guys today. Today was a gorgeous spring day, probably the first real spring day we've been able to experience since spring began. (laughs) So gorgeous day. I want to welcome you to our episode today. We, you know what, we're going to be kind of off-roading today. I am not sticking to my original plans as I explain in Food for Thought. I did things a little backwards, but you won't really notice probably because by the time I edit this and publish it, it will be arranged in proper order and, and you'll see what I mean. But I have some awesome announcements that I would like to share with you. We have some special guests lined up. Pardon me, guys. Excuse me. Okay, we have some special guests lined up. One of them is my brother, Mark Holiday. He is my youngest brother. There's six of us in my family. He's my youngest brother. And we are going to be talking all about work relationships and expectations. So with his background in corporate training, he knows all about that kind of stuff. And I have some funny personal stories to share with you. Actually, it's really not my story. It's a story that my other brother, Jonathan, shared. But it cracked me up and I've never forgotten it. So can't wait to share it with you. (laughs) But if you have a work relationship that could improve, you may want to tune in. And then also, that's going to happen next week, I believe on Wednesday. Is it Tuesday or Wednesday? That episode, I think, will be available on Wednesday, the 24th. And then on the 29th of this month, I am bringing on two fabulous women I'm so excited about this. I am bringing on Jennifer Suter and Catherine Kennington. They are sisters. They are co-founders of True Love. And the three of us, along with anyone who wants to uh, share a message, we are going to be talking all about self-care. Now, keep in mind that this isn't just about women. I know we tend to kind of categorize this topic under women, but this really applies to men too. Sometimes I think men miss out on this topic. So this is going to be a really fun conversation. Guys, when you get these two together, it's like party in the house. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. Uh, And then next month, oh, gosh, excited about this. Okay, so I have a good friend. Her name is Lindsay Ellers. Guys, if you are not following her, you need to go check her out. She's on Facebook, and she is thebomb.com. She's truly incredible. Every single post she shares, it she just hits the nail on the head every single time. Never ceases to inspire me, to get me thinking about things that in a way that I hadn't before. And guys, like she goes on the most, she hosts the most epic retreats. They're usually very often out of the country. Sometimes she has some locally, but I know she has one coming up where she's taking a group to Iceland. Uh, there's going to be a retreat there. So I'm sure she'll be sharing about that. It's going to be 
amazing. But you guys will love her. Seriously, one of the most genuine, authentic, loving souls I have ever met in my entire life. Seriously, she's just incredible. So looking forward to that. She and I are going to be talking about the four agreements. If you've not read that book, it's really awesome. I highly recommend it. We'll be touching on different parts of that. And then there's more to come. So stay tuned, guys, because we have some awesome guests coming up. The next segment is quotes and notes. Before I head into quotes and notes, which oddly enough, I don't have in my notes today because I am off rodent baby, going rogue. I explained this in the Food for Thought, which I actually recorded first today, which you may not realize because by the time this is edited and published, it will be in the proper order. But yep, I am leaning into my intuition, going with my gut on this one. And I have no notes. It's completely unscripted. This episode is completely unscripted. So what that means is I am getting real and raw and bearing my heart and soul. I try to do that in every episode, but it's a little more unnerving when you don't have notes. (laughs) I'm just saying. I forgot to mention during the welcome that we have a contest going right now. And this contest is from now through the end of April. All you do is you nominate one person who has helped to shape your life, someone who you respect, admire, and someone who inspires you. Maybe they have a neat story or maybe they've had their own transformation in life, but this is your time. This is your moment to shower them with love and allow the rest of us to join you in doing that. This is really spotlighting that person. So What that looks like is you go into the group, which is www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash shaping lives. Look for the aqua blue post where it asks you to nominate and then under comments in that post, you're going to put I nominate and you put the first and last name and that's it. Simple as that. Then you wait until April 30th when I do a live video in the group, I will announce a winner And that winner will be invited to come on the show and be my special guest and spotlight their person that they nominated. So guys, with all of the negativity and like, seriously, you turn on the TV and the radio and there's so much negativity and bad mojo. Like it's just depressing. I I don't even listen to the news anymore. I I talked to my son because my son, he stays in the loop, but I mean, I do periodically because I don't want to be completely out of the loop, but I really can't stomach the news for long periods of time. It just, it's depressing. And so it's really important to have those moments and create those opportunities to bring light and love in the world. I think that we all could use a little bit of hope, a little bit, a little bit more love, a little more compassion. And that's really the inspiration behind this contest if I, if I'm going to launch this podcast, why not do it with this amazing opportunity to give your loved one a shout out? Could be anyone, could be a child, it could be an adult. This is the moment you can surprise them and just have them listen in and not tell them that you spotlighted them, or you can just invite them to listen to what you're saying. But guys, it's so simple too. I know that there's a lot of people that might fear being on the radio, but really or I should say the podcast, but really 
uh, you can follow my lead. Okay. I will ask you questions that will make you feel more comfortable in sharing and put you at ease. It's like having a con it's like having a conversation with a buddy on the phone. Cause that's how you connect with me is on the phone. Super, super easy. Just saying. So put aside your fear. We just talked about that a little bit in quotes and notes, put aside your fear. Oh no, we didn't. I didn't do the quotes and notes yet. Okay. <laughs> and nominate someone now on to quotes and notes. Okay. Since I don't have my notes in front of me with quotes on them, I am on my cell phone. There's a few really good quotes that I want to share with you really quickly. One is by Eleanor Roosevelt. She said, quote, you gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You are able to say to yourself, I lived through this horror. I can take the next thing that comes along. End quote. She is such a rock star in my mind. Like this woman, she just had grit. <laughs> Love it. Okay. And she's right. This next one is by Soledad O'Brien. They said, I've learned that fear limits you and your vision. It serves as blinders to what may be just a few steps down the road for you. The journey is value valuable but believing in your talents, your abilities, and your self-worth can empower you to walk down an even brighter path. Transforming fear into freedom. How great is that? End quote. Ooh, I love that she poses a question at the end. It's so true, though. Guys, fear can be so absolutely paralyzing. I share in the Food for Thought segment, which I actually recorded first, because, you know, I'm doing everything backwards today. <laughs> By the time you listen to it, it won't be. But, yep, like I said, I'm off-roading today. Um, but in the Food for Thought segment, I go more into detail about that very thing. Let's do one more. Ah, this one's a good one. This is a favorite of mine, actually, by Nelson Mandela. He said, quote, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid but he who conquers that fear, end quote. I think we all experience fear on some level at different times in our lives. I don't think anybody is exempt from feelings of fear. And I love that he said, that's not what courage is. Courage is not the absence of fear, but it's the triumph over it. It's pushing through the fear. It's like you feel the fear and you push through it anyway. So that's what courage is. And honestly, when I think about brave men and women, that courage I know is, it comes from, it stems from their conviction, a strong belief to that they can push through that and gain something better by doing that. I think that's what makes a person brave is that they understand what it means to step out of your comfort zone and to really come head to head with your fear. If you can conquer that fear, there's a huge gift that lies in store in the form of a lesson that will continue to strengthen you. So love this quote so much. Really, really great. I'm actually touching on a lot of different subjects in this episode, but they all go hand in hand. They all tie in together. I talk a little bit about fear. I talk a little bit and that fear specifically having to do with looking at the shadow sides of ourselves or the skeletons in the closet. And then also about anger 
a lot of times I think we judge our emotions, our heavy emotions like fear, and we suppress them rather than express them because of the energy of them is it can be intense. Um, and because we judge them, we tend to bury them. So I will be talking on about this in the food for thought segment, which is coming up next. We are on to the food for thought segment of this episode. I don't have any notes. I am off-roading, guys. I am going rogue. (laughs) What happened is I had planned an entire episode, took notes, had some awesome quotes, and decided at the last minute to lean into my intuition and my gut instincts and share a completely different message. So I will share the episode that I had originally intended to share on another day. For now, I guess where I'll start with this is letting you know what happened this past week and why I wanted to discuss this with you. (laughs) I wanted to share this with you. So this past week, I noticed that I was feeling this really strange, heavy emotions swirling around inside of me. It's sort of having these little short bursts of anger and frustration. Nothing really intense, but enough to be annoying. And it was sort of this ebb and flow, this like back and forth, this little waves here and there. It felt very misplaced. I could not figure out where where it was coming from because quite frankly, right now at this point in my life, I'm pretty dang happy. Like I have no complaints whatsoever. So it felt really displaced. It felt kind of like this old stale energy about it. Just annoying (laughs) and really uncomfortable. So that was going on. And Two days ago, I hopped on my scale and I weighed myself. I had released two pounds and I was like, woohoo. And then yesterday I hopped on the scale and I weighed myself and I gained two pounds and I was like, oh, oh well. And then I hopped on the scale again today and I released two pounds. And I realized, huh, that's odd. That's sort of how I've been feeling in general, this back and forth, kind of like I'm struggling with something that I've been hanging on onto that I'm finally ready to let go of. So here's the thing, guys. Yes, I confess that I am a person who weighs myself daily, but I am not triggered by numbers on a scale, and I actually use the scale for more than one purpose. Honestly... Because my weight was fluctuating like that day to day, that is what indicated to me that there might be something going on emotionally as well. Because there is a correlation between our physical and our emotional and mental state. Sometimes they're in sync. And sometimes what's going on inside is reflected outside. On top of that, it just so happened that this week I broke out in acne on my forehead which is tied to the stomach. And the stomach is where we hold on to anger. So gee, no surprise there. And I also broke out 
an acne on my cheeks, which has to do with the digestive system, if I'm not mistaken. And whenever something is in correlation with our digestive system, it usually indicates that we're struggling to digest life. In other words, there's not enough joy that we're incorporating into our life. And let me just say that in preparation for the launch of this podcast today, or you might be listening to it a little later, but as I've been preparing, I have been putting in very long hours with work and have been feeling stressed. So no surprise, right? My face is actually, my body's screaming at me and saying, pay attention. Hello, I want to have fun. I want to play. I need some downtime. This is intense. This is a lot. (laughs) So my poor body, I thought, you know, I really need to support my body and I need to be taking care of myself. So I need to address this. Interestingly enough, this past week, I've really had it on my mind, this whole thing surrounding my voice, because as I've been pre-recording these episodes, I have noticed that I am coming up and hitting up against a lot of resistance that pertains to my voice, a lot of resistance. And I thought, where where on earth is this coming from? Why... I love to talk. Why am I struggling so much? What is this all about? And it occurred to me that, oh, I remembered this conversation that I had with a friend of mine. I think it was like last month. And I was talking to her about the benchmark challenge that I had come through about one and a half to two years ago. I think I referenced it actually in the Are You Who You Think You Are episode. So if you listen to that, this will probably make more sense. But what I told her is, you know, I don't think that that experience left me losing my voice. I think I actually entered that experience never having found my voice. The more that I thought about it, the more I thought, you know, I really am uncomfortable with my voice. And this podcast is sort of bringing those feelings of discomfort to the surface. As I look more closely at that, there's two memories that come to mind. And they're pretty old. It is old stuff, guys. Old stuff that I think this podcast, believe it or not, triggered. (laughs) But A lot of it had to do with the same feelings that I felt when I was abused. So there were periods in my life where I had experienced abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse, verbal abuse, mental abuse. I had experienced abuse, and I also experienced some some pretty severe trauma. If you've ever experienced any kind of abuse, then you know as well as I do that in abusive situations, the perpetrator will position themselves to have power over you and control you. As a result, you usually end up feeling like you lose your voice or you don't have a voice. You feel completely powerless and and completely helpless. 
And then connected with that are all sorts of deep levels of shame and guilt. And it's not uncommon to exit those experiences questioning who you are. Somehow I felt like a changed, marked person. Somehow I felt like a part of me had died. And I never quite knew how to how to heal from that completely. Even though I spent years in therapy, I just, I don't think, maybe I wasn't ready to heal. You know, maybe it was a timing thing more than anything else. But I recall as I thought about that memory and I thought about how I lived my life and conducted myself after that, pretty much clear up until my shame was healed last year. I share that in the Are You Who You Think You Are episode. I really struggled with my identity and knowing who I am. Most of the time I was parading around, feeling one way and acting another. I was completely out of alignment with my heart and my mind. And and many times I was dual-minded. <laughs> and sometimes I think that I would learn something and then I would speak about it or share it. But it was more like I was going through the motions because I really didn't have a very solid sense of who I was. So I just felt very, I felt like a fraud for a long time, like I was just a fraud, a big fat fraud. I quite literally feared my own emotions because I am a person who is very sensitive, who feels very deeply. I am empathic and empathetic. And when I feel something, it's pretty intense. And sometimes that intensity overwhelms me and makes me feel afraid that I can't control it. Sometimes it feels like my emotions are controlling me. So most of the time when I experienced heavy emotions, I would stuff them down, quite literally with food, actually. (laughs) I would stuff those emotions down because I was afraid of them. Or on a rare occasion, I would explode or they would leak out. So I realized as I was thinking about that, that early on in my childhood, I had formed a belief that emotions are bad and that if I felt them, I was bad. That that was not Christ-like to feel those heavy emotions or to have them. I judged them. So anytime that I felt a heavy emotion rather than discuss it, I would stuff it down and was afraid to look at it. Because if I chose to look at it, if I went there and I acknowledged it and I felt it and processed it, then I was a bad person and my critics were right about me. And if my critics were right about me, then I really had no place here in this world on this earth. I was suddenly a burden to society. And when you start thinking like that, it's very easy and tempting to entertain ideas of suicide. And there were many times in my life where I entertained 
suicide. So the thing about that is once you go there, it's like, feel it feels like you're in a tar pit and you can't move and you can't breathe and it feels dark and sticky and heavy and overwhelming and all-encompassing. And it's very difficult sometimes to get out of that sticky, yucky stuff. It's hard. And so I knew I didn't want to go back to that. It's as though I had this survival instinct switch on whenever I felt a heavy emotion that I would respond to that by stuffing down my emotions rather than dealing with them. What it resulted in was a lot of passive aggressiveness. So either I was stuffing them down, which most of the time I did that, or I would explode on a rare occasion and not be in control of my emotions and say things that I really didn't mean to say in the way that I was saying them. I had a situation come up with a girlfriend of mine, someone I loved and admired, someone that I collaborated with in business. And there were a few situations where because I wasn't healed, I was filtering everything through that pain. And my reality was really distorted. I'm pretty sure that with the situations that had come up that I had taken offense to and was hurting from, I don't think she had any idea or any intention to hurt me. I think I was just filtering those things through this lens of pain that caused it to be distorted. So when I felt hurt, when I felt cast aside, when I felt manipulated, rather than going and talking to her about it, I stuffed it down. I could see why I chose to handle it that way as opposed to exploding because this is still somebody that I love and care about, somebody I admired. So I think there was a side of me that was actually trying to protect her from the intensity of those heavy emotions. I knew she was empathic. I, I, I knew she had a gift of empathy. And I figured that she would really feel those heavy emotions. And I, I thought I was doing the responsible thing by stuffing it down and instead choosing an emotion. I didn't know I was stuffing it down, but I did try to make conscious decisions to choose how I wanted to feel, thinking that that was the responsible thing to do because of my training and my background. So that was like, I was spraying perfume all over my garbage, man. I was <laughs> parading around with a smile on my face while I was cringing and keeled over inside with this excruciating emotional pain. So it was really toxic and really bad. And unfortunately, in this situation with my friend, it started to leak out little bits here and there until she felt the full impact. 
and it hurt her, and my words cut her, and it came across as betrayal. She felt betrayed. Seeing myself as the mean girl that I was behaving like was one of the hardest things that I've had to do. Nobody wants to see themselves in that light. No one wants to even experience themselves in that light. And if you're already dealing with copious amounts of shame like I was, then it just is it adds injury to insult. It, it's like adding salt to the wound. It just compounds the problem. So for a long time, it took me a long time to offer an apology even because I couldn't even bear to look at myself. I went kind of right to self-loathing and continued to pack on more and more weight as a result of the deep shame and showing up that way. I I was mortified that someone could see the absolute worst side of me and be so impacted by that. It was very hard, very hard. I have offered an apology. I don't know if she's you know if she's accepted my apology. I pray that she has more for her than me even because it wasn't hers to begin with. It was my stuff. It was never meant for her to have to deal with. And you know, I can't undo what I did. I have learned now ever since my shame was healed last year, I I don't feel the need to punish myself necessarily. I have accepted that I'm human. I have tried my best to make restitution the best way I know how. But I'm sharing this with you because if I can help you avoid the same mistakes, then this will all have been worth it. And sometimes it's important to talk about these things. And I don't really hear very much about things like this. I think it's important to have a conversation about these emotions and these shadow sides of ourselves that we criticize harshly and hide from others and including ourselves, these skeletons in the closet, these demons that we deal with. It's time to talk about it, guys. It's time to address it. And more than anything, it's time to heal it. So I'm going to share with you some tools, about four different tools that can help you manage your emotions so that you can diffuse them and reach a point where you can be calm and in control of yourself and have a conversation that will result in resolution or understanding. So the first tool is write down your feelings. Emotion, E is for energy, motion, energy in motion. Every emotion we have either energizes us or zaps our energy. If it's a heavy emotion, it's a low, it operates on a low frequency and has low energy and we are operating on low energy. So if you're feeling any of those heavy emotions, there's usually something there that is needing some help some of your TLC. If you are feeling a high emotion, you're operating on a higher frequency because those emotions have higher frequencies and you feel energized. So 
take your emotional emotional temperature. And if you are feeling low energy, there's something there that's calling for you for you to heal. There's something there that's saying, please pay attention to me. Please help me let this go. Please help me heal. Anger is a heavy emotion that a lot of people judge harshly. It can be a, a source of motivation. It's an action emotion. It's an emotion that calls you to action. And it's a secondary emotion, meaning that there's pain or fear or even sadness that can linger beneath it. So the whole objective when you're feeling a heavy emotion is to move that energy out of your body, out of you, onto paper. Or here's the second tool. You can press that handy-dandy little record button on your cell phone and vent away. You can cry, you can scream, you can shout, you can rant, you can do whatever you need to do to move that emotion and that energy out of you. And then the third one is a physical release. So every cell in our body has a memory of past hurts or trauma or abuse. It's recorded in our bodies. Sometimes we forget that our bodies also need a release. So if you're feeling a heavy emotion, exercise is not only an excellent way to move that energy physically out of you, but also it releases serotonin, which is a happy chemical. (laughs) So there's like a dual benefit there. But you can exercise, you can go drive somewhere where you're all alone and just scream at the top of your lungs and let it out that way. You can pound a pillow. There's, you just want to make sure that any release that you use that's physical isn't harming you or someone else. So that's the third one. And then the fourth one is visualization. Did you know that your mind does not know the difference between a visualization and reality, which is why it makes it such an effective, powerful tool? Take abuse, for instance. You can go back in your mind's eye. You can picture going back to that painful situation, giving yourself permission to speak your truth in that situation. Finding and getting to a place of safety, doing whatever you need to do, giving yourself the ending of that story that you needed. Maybe you needed to hear an apology. Maybe you needed to see yourself get to safety. Maybe you needed to voice how you were feeling. And you can do that through visualization, and it can be really effective and helpful in healing that trauma and that abuse. If you are dealing with someone who's not ready to reconcile a situation with you, try visualizations. You can use a visualization to enter into a conversation with them and hear what you need to hear and say what you need to say. So there's four tools right there. Now, when it comes to processing emotions, that happens to be 
what my specialty is. I'm really good at processing emotions and reprogramming the mind. That's what I'm certified in. I, along with several other different methods and modalities, um, because my background is in experiential psychology. But emotional processing is something that I have found to be really effective. So if you are struggling, you know that you can always reach out to me at Calendly at C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com forward slash shaping lives hyphen hatch. And we can connect and I can help you with that. So there you go. You've got some tools now. I think the thing that I, the message that I want to share with you that I hope you take away from today is A, your feelings are never wrong. They're completely valid. And if anyone tells you differently, it's because they struggle too with understanding and accepting that their feelings are valid. Usually there's a term called mirroring. I might have mentioned this earlier. If I'm repeating myself, I apologize. But Please understand, first and foremost, that your feelings are not wrong. They're valid. Secondly, accept your humanness. Put the perfectionism aside and accept your humanness. Know that we are none of us are exempt. We are all prone to weakness. Making mistakes, that's how we learn and grow. There needs to be opposition in all things, including our emotions, in order to learn and grow. I want you to come away with the four tools that I shared, writing them out on paper, recording your emotions. And by the way, don't go back and re-listen or reread what you wrote or recorded. Delete it, rip up the paper, get rid of it. Don't rehash because that can just fuel the fire. We don't want to do that. Um, the third tool being a physical release and the fourth tool being visualization. I hope that you have been able to find value in what I'm sharing today. I believe that at our core, we are love too. God is love, and if we are his offspring like I believe we are, then that would have to mean we are love too, that that's how we are naturally at our core. Ever since my shame was healed last year, I filter life through the lens of love now. It feels like there's this overarching, constant current of perfect, infinite love right at my disposal 24-7, that it's there and it's operating in the background, in the forefront, all over the place, all the time. <laughs> and so now, I it's a lot easier for me to give people the benefit of a doubt. It's a lot easier for me to see them through the lens of love rather than through the lens of pain. I think that if my friend were standing in front of me today, that I would apologize again, that I would tell her that I love her and that I'm really sorry. I would tell her that I think I would thank her for being my teacher. And I would tell her that I will do my very best now that I've learned the lesson to apply that lesson moving forward and that I will do my very best to bring light and love and compassion into the world that that I will not allow that experience to be in vain. It came at a cost of a friendship 
and several other numerous costs. And I wish that I could undo that. I can't. So I kind of have to accept it. But that's what I would tell her. And that's what I want to put out there tonight. Who knows, maybe she'll come across this one day. If she did, she'd probably know it's her. (laughs) But that's what I'm putting out there into the universe tonight is a message of love and forgiveness and acceptance and healing. And this is what's been weighing on my heart and my mind. I hope you can appreciate that I changed this at the last minute. Hope that's okay with you. But the other episode will not go to waste. I will come back to it and share it in the future. I want to thank you for giving me this opportunity to share my experiences with you. And the whole point of this podcast is to practice my voice, yes, to hear myself, to become very clear about my voice and standing in my truth, but more importantly, to share light and love and compassion with the world, with anyone who listens to these podcasts. That's the intention that I've set. I want other people to be able to experience healing in their life, to know what it feels like to have your shame completely healed, and and to know what it feels like to be perfectly and infinitely loved. So anyway, if you have found value in this, please share this podcast with others so that they can benefit too. Invite people to the group. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash shaping lives. We have some awesome contests in there. We have some giveaways. We have weekly weigh-ins where you can share your thoughts. Please join us in there. And thank you so much for joining me tonight. Until we meet again, love yourself. Love others. (music) Thank <music> you.